Hey, baby, welcome back to another episode of the Hilt Podcast. I am your host, Miss Amber Kenny, and tonight, baby, we have the pleasure of sitting down and having a conversation with Miss Talia M. LeBlanc. She is a content creator, a singer, an actress, real estate investor, and honestly, a Jackie of all trades. This creator has PCOS and her goal is to be the representation that she needed when she was a young girl looking up to women on social media. Let's listen in to see what uh, Miss Talia has to say about her journey. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Heal Podcast. I am your host, Miss Amber Kenny, and tonight I have the absolute pleasure of chatting with one of my TikTok friends, Talia LeBlanc. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. How are you doing, my love? I'm fantastic. I'm so happy to be here. I'm very happy and proud to be a part of this the beginning stages of only what's the best yet to come <laughs> you better say that speak that thing into come on the power of the tongue is real it is that's that's what we need to understand to be facts <laughs> very Amen. true very true <laughs> well i'm just so happy to have you on the podcast tonight like girl you not only are you an inspiration you are out here killing it like just want to say that out loud like you are definitely doing what done in the best way that it can be done honey I'm, I'm doing my best you know we out here we out here trying to make it <laughs> hey look it was the it was the Catwoman um Halloween stuff for me it was the Halloween content for me honey insert clip <laughs> okay period I'm gonna have to insert the clip of Catwoman in the bathroom it was that one for me I was mm. like yes she was stealing some stuff. Bestie did things that you did that. <laughs> so how I'm do here you for it. start? What'd you say? I said, I'm here for it. Okay, always. We always here for it, for the gag. Um, <laughs> so how did you start doing content creation? Woo. So I actually started in social media about 10 years ago on Instagram and it was very basic back then obviously if you, you can actually scroll all the way down to my very first post it was a picture of my laptop with youtube on display playing um what's it called the song practice by drake and that it was, was like my, my what okay and some tennis shoes or my new tennis shoes because i was initially a fitness blogger um kind of person so i i did all my fitness stuff i did fitness competitions i was really fun i gained a big following off fitness then um i fell off a little bit because i didn't know things were happening in my body my hormones were going out of whack but i had no idea during this time um on top of the fact that i was in a toxic relationship um and they didn't like me posting stuff so i was like i was getting too much attention <laughs> right Whoa. so they were like blocked so many of my blessings but anyway what's what's for me will be no that's matter what delay does not be denied uh, as a word right there that, you just you've already started dropping the gems come on <laughs> i'm just saying so i fell off other reasons yada 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 and then i just i just stayed consistent on on uh instagram and you know i saw the rise and the fall of vine 
I posted on there a little bit. Vine is amazing. Um, and then TikTok came. And then uh, TikTok was actually Musical.ly before, which I figured out whenever I logged onto TikTok, presumably um, downloading it for the first time. And I noticed I had videos that were already there. And I was like, when did my evil twin do this? I'm very confused. <laughs> Turns out it was my Musical.ly videos. And it was very like, like, you know, all the stuff that people- I remember those, like the super jolty dances. <laughs> yes. And you had to move the camera and it was all about that. I found not. those and I was like, I was like, embarrassing. Let me delete those. Um, <laughs> and then I just started posting on TikTok. Um, and that's how I began my journey on content creation. The thing is, if someone were to like release one of their old Musical.ly videos, that would become a trend on TikTok. Like- Immediately. It's, it's all about nostalgia nowadays. Everything you yes. know, the 90s, 2000s, like that's nostalgic and that's what people want. Did you ever like think that what we grew up on was going to be what the kids are doing now? Hell no. At no all, way. Right? Uh-uh. Bell-bottom jeans? Like, what is that? Like, I thought skinny jeans were here to stay forever. And I don't think they're going away. Uh, but even now, like big scratch. I'm wearing a big old scrunchie right now, oh, by Max, the way. Max, yes. That's a thing. And then you wear it on your wrist and you, the puka shells, like that's coming back. I'm like, what What century am I in? We are, we are back in the year 2003, folks. Like, welcome, welcome back to 2003. It's Girl, it's, it's, it is, it's surreal. See. The fashion, the content styles, yes. everything. Hair, All makeup. The vintage filters in the hair and the make you you were absolutely on it, honey. I I feel you. It's it's crazy to see it. Yes. But it's kind of cool though. It's kind of like, okay, now I see what my parents were talking about and they're like, oh, what you know about that? Literally. <laughs> Do not let them turn on some 90s music. We'd be like, what y'all know about this? Y'all don't know, know about, about that. But really, it'd be the early 2000s music that's like, okay, no. <laughs> Right, right. That's ours. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, like you have gotten really big on TikTok as well. And I know that you started out your journey on TikTok as our apartment bestie. So you're no longer our apartment bestie, but you are now the queen of PCOS knowledge and badassery, honey. How did you make the switch? Like, how was that? Tell us about the switch that you made. Yeah, so I started apartment bestie as a part of a campaign that a random company reached out to me and they were like, hey, we're looking for creators that can teach things on, on TikTok. It could be any kind of educational content. And I said, okay. So I sat there and I racked my brain, wrecked my brain. And I was like, well, I'm currently in property management. I was a, a par an apartment manager and I had been one for five years at this point last year. And I was like, well, I'm putting my thinking cap on. And I was like, well, people on TikTok are majority Gen Z. At this point, TikTok wasn't that popular as it is now. Right. So a lot of Gen Zers had TikTok and uh, younger millennials. And I said, well, a lot of them always talk about not wanting to live at home. They want to move out on their own. But a lot of the times they have no idea what that even takes. Like, what do you have to have in order? What documents? What this? What that? So I was like, let me just start teaching them about apartments. Like how to get into one. How What you do when you live in one. Right. So I started posting that content and I mean, in a week, 
I shot up to like a hundred thousand followers. It was crazy. My videos were getting massively viral. I mean, to this day, I think like my biggest one was like 8.9 million views. Crazy amount of traffic towards my page, which was awesome. A lot of pressure to continue to post the Prime Bestie content over and over and over again. Anytime I would go live, it was just questions over and over again. Yeah. Can I be 18 and get an apartment? Can I be 18 and get an apartment? That was like the main question. I was like, yes, you can be 18 and get an apartment. I remember that phase. <laughs> Unless you're in Kentucky, then you can be 15, which is wild and another, a whole other thing. But I made the switch because I was getting burnt out at my job. Yeah. As it was, the industry can be kind of toxic between residents, upper management, all that. Um, on, and then doing it all day and then getting online to, you know, create content, which is what I love to do. I love, you know, creating content. I grew up being a theater kid and that was like my thing. So to create content that I didn't love really was starting to weigh on me. And I was like, okay, I need to make a switch and it's going to hurt me. I know that I'm going to lose followers because this is not why they followed me. They don't give a damn that I want to be an actress and that I make music and that I, I'm, I'm an artist in other ways. Um, they're not going to care. So I'm going to lose followers. And I sure did. So you have to mentally prepare yourself that you're going to lose people and, and believe that your tribe will find you. Your people will come. Right. You don't know how long that's going to take, but I definitely dropped down maybe like 40, 50,000 followers. And then I just slowly, as my content just stayed consistent with what I actually wanted to post, which is yeah. not just PCOS. I, I also don't want to be known as like this all knowledgeable PCOS person because I'm not, I'm, I don't have credentials for that. I can only tell people my experience. However, I do want to let women that suffer from PCOS know that you can have PCOS and still be an actress, an artist, a makeup artist, whatever you want to be and not be labeled as your, like, you know, your condition or your diagnosis. Yeah. So that's what I want my page to come across. Like I can be badass and I can act and sing and do whatever I want to do. And who cares that I grow a little hair on my face or that I don't get periods and my weight kind of tries to fight me on a daily basis. But anyway, <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's how I made, I made my switch just slowly, but surely it's happened all year. I've been slowly transitioning and, you know, my followers will dip here and there, but I do see that my people are trickling in and that's really the important part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have noticed that, you know, that audience for you is just growing and growing. And I love that for you. I love that for you. Cause I remember you were very nervous about, you know, making that switch yeah, but I'm just so happy to hear how it has, you know, started blossoming into what you actually want to talk about, which yeah. you actually want to do. It's giving yeah. very much lifestyle. It's giving lifestyle. It's lifestyle. This lifestyle, baby. And you know what? I did the same thing on my Instagram. So I used to just be fitness. Every post was a fitness post. I was working out. I was showing a gym fit or whatever. And then I was like, my name used to even be Talia E. Fit on Instagram. And I would have, I had so much notoriety with this name. I'd be in my hometown at the gym. People would come up to me, are you Talia E. Fit? Can we get a workout in? And I'd be like, oh my gosh, people know me because this is crazy. So whenever I started noticing these changes in my body that was unbeknownst to me, PCOS, I had an inkling, but I wasn't diagnosed just till last year. And I kind of started losing that confidence in being this persona of Talia E. Fit. So I was like, you know, I have all these other passions. I don't want to be put in this box that I'm just fitness or TikTok or that I'm just apartment bestie or whatever. So I 
changed my name to just my name. And I was like, this is me. You get all of me. And it's, it's, it's lifestyle. You're going to get whatever I got to go through this year, this week, today, whatever. And I lost followers in that too. So I felt like the reason I was confident in doing it on TikTok was because I kind of had already done it on a smaller scale on Instagram, switching who I was, but it's giving very much lifestyle for everything. I love it. I love it so much. I do. What are your thoughts? Um, so I'm curious because we know like the impact that TikTok is having. Well, we have a general idea of how, how impactful TikTok is on our society, on things that uh, the culture is doing, music on the radio. But baby, what are your thoughts on the impact that TikTok and other social media has had on our ideas of our body image, our self-worth and our self-esteem? Okay, so social media as a whole, Mm -hmm. which at the beginning, social media was really kind of almost just kind of talking about Instagram if we're being real. Because Facebook is more family. You kind of keep up with your childhood friends, whatever. MySpace isn't even really relevant anymore. Sorry, Tom. Um, And then- To the metaverse. Okay. Okay. Now it's meta. (laughs) Now it's some even, uh, who knows? All that metadata they're keeping on us. But anyway- Black Mirror. (laughs) Welcome in. Usher in the fifth season. What season would it be? Six, seven? I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? But then Instagram- came and Instagram is this perfectly curated feed. And I remember when I first started Instagram, I always wanted to be better, look my best. Every picture had to be on point. Everything has to be edited, airbrushed, teeth whitened, all that jazz. Because that's the standard on Instagram. And Instagram definitely made me feel a lot less than a lot of the times, especially dealing with PCOS. I'm like, man, I bet that girl doesn't have to shave every day. I bet that girl doesn't struggle with her weight. Like, oh my gosh, like she's perfect. She looks perfect. So you start feeding your brain that because you're consuming it every single day. Yeah. And then TikTok came around and I'm not going to lie with TikTok. I was expecting kind of the same, but a format, the format that they have, which is basically all video, um, really doesn't allow for people to airbrush things and perfect things. You kind of just show up how you show up. And of course there's makeup and outfits and things like that. But at the end of the day, you're you. And I think that the rise of these creators kind of like, like Remy. And I I know last year, Sienna was a huge thing. Um, These creators kind of put it in the forefront. Like you can be thick, you can have a belly, you can have these things and you could still be a bad bitch. Like you could still be a badass. Like it doesn't matter. You could still be feminine, beautiful, whatever. And I think that TikTok has done more for my self-esteem than any platform that has ever existed. And that's why I want to continue to put out the content that I put out, which is me, you know, shaving in the morning. Why? Because I know millions of girls around the world go through what I go through and no one talks about it. So everyone thinks that they're alone. And that's why I wanted to kind of join that little crew of of creators that shows you the real deal, Holyfield. Like this is real life. My life isn't perfect. (laughs) Exactly. No, there's an audience for everything. There truly is an audience for everything. And, you know, I I love what you said about wanting to show the realness of it. Um, You know, that's why I asked about the impact that it has had on things like your self-esteem, your Mm -hmm. body image, your your self-worth. I've noticed that on TikTok as well, where it's like, come as you are, essentially. Yeah. 
Um, yes. you know, and you know, everybody's FYP is different, but yes. I know about, I've learned so much on TikTok more than I may have even learned in my social studies class. And, you know, in literally learn the most so random facts there. you learn on TikTok. I mean, from, from about everything, history, how to do something. I learned that I was using a cutting board wrong. Like what the hell? <laughs> Board. I've been doing life wrong this entire time before TikTok. <laughs> my whole life. It was a lie. Oh my goodness, girl. I'm telling you. Well, listen, with the shift that you've made um, in terms of your social media journey, in terms of, you know, your journey overall, your self-love journey, um, did you have any aha moments along the way? And like, what were they? And how do they guide what you're doing now? Yeah, so my aha moments were definitely um, times where I posted something, maybe not even thinking that it was going to go viral or whatever, like just sharing a vulnerable moment, just because sometimes I do recognize that I use social media sometimes as an outlet to just mm. vent or speak about something in hopes that somebody out there will relate. And right getting this overwhelming amount of women that were like, Oh my God, I do the same thing. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like that blew my mind. I was like, wait, I'm not the only, I mean, I know I'm not the only woman that goes through this, but just to get the confirmation and not just for me, because I feel like even I choose to show up online, how I choose to show up. I know there's so many women that wish that they could, but they just, they can't bring it out of themselves to do it. And if I could just help even just one woman to just be like, Okay, like if she did it, like, because honestly, the only reason I did it was because my For You page was kind of getting curated to be this very real, everyone that was showing up on my For You page was being vulnerable, was showing these parts of themselves that aren't the prettiest. And that gave me the confidence. I was like, man, the, I remember I'm about to post my first video showing that I had facial hair and that I was going to shave it. I was like, oh, you got scared. I was like, I want to be perceived. Like, what are people going to say? Like, am I not going to be like deemed as feminine anymore pretty like what are people gonna think and then I said you know what f it I posted it and the video blew up and I was like and every woman in that comment section suffered from PCOS and struggled with feeling feminine and I honestly was moved to tears I was like wow like what a moment like that was that started everything I was like you know what I'm gonna continue putting out this content um because I think it's important and I think more women need to see it because they do feel alone and that's terrible because I felt alone and that's not a very nice feeling no it's not it's it's not at all a, a nice feeling to feel isolated at under any circumstance yes. well I you you mentioned um you touched on femininity and I know we talk a lot uh being in the divine feminine space a lot so yes. with, you know the struggles that you faced how were you cultivating your feminine so I think about it as like in the mornings, I have a routine. Every person has a routine. And I used to put like the shaving part, which is like dreaded in this PCOS world. I used to put that in its own box. Like, oh, like I have to shave my face like a man. I would literally say that. I was like, I have to shave my face like a man. Like no other woman has to do this. Like, ugh. now I'm like, this is my morning routine. I do my skincare 
that's a part of my skincare routine because I need my face to be smooth. So I'll shave, I'll put my, my creams, my cleansers, whatever, serums, whatnot. We're 29. We're not getting any younger. Okay. Okay. You see the skin though. It's glowing right now. (laughs) Girl, it's wild out here. So I just basically tell myself, it's kind of like a daily affirmation kind of thing. Like this is my morning routine. I have to shower and do all these things every day because it won't last. So in the same token, I have to shave and do these things every day because I want to keep up with my femininity. I, I'm a, I consider myself a very feminine person and I love to step into that feeling of feeling feminine. And I no longer allow a step in my daily routine to dictate my femininity or That's my right. lack thereof. That's so. Right. Yep. So it's just a part of my routine. It ain't shaving like a man anymore. It's just a part of my routine. It's just, I have to shave and that's it. (laughs) It's just hair. It's just hair. It's just hair. Absolutely. And you know what? You're so right because these feminine, these femininity coaches and gurus, sometimes the advice is very superficial and doesn't consider a whole person. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. so I can completely understand like why so many of us have this misconception that feminine looks a certain way. And then right. the other part of the tea, femininity is like dark. Her. Like a lot of femininity is dark. It's not all like light and airy and all oh, these flowers and butterflies and roses. Like, no, mm-hmm. a lot of it is like healing work, like that deep. Yeah healing work that causes you to go into those places like those crevices that nobody likes to talk about baby like what yes 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 it can be very dark dark sultry it can be femininity can also be masculine and that's the real tea you could be you know a, a very strong woman and people oh well she's that's like you know she acts like a man what because she knows what she wants and she's sure of herself and she carries herself a certain way or she Uh looks a certain way who cares like she's feminine af in her dominant self (laughs) which could be seen not feminine that's the thing so many of us try to surround femininity around masculinity and that's just not Mm -mm. your your feminine journey is not it should be for you specifically and not for anyone else at all you know however your femininity shows up in you it's going to look different for you than it might look in someone else yeah a thousand percent some women may want to put like I've even gone through a different journey as far as like nowadays like I don't wear as much makeup as I used to and before I used to be like makeup like a lot of makeup is feminine now I'm like some days I want to wear a lot of makeup I'll even go get my makeup professionally done and look like beat to the gods and then the next day like today I was like you know I'm gonna be a little just you know makeup kind of makeup free like a no makeup makeup look I'm gonna have a natural look period yeah I just want a little glow today and uh, but before I used to be like before I used to have to wear earrings every day there's so many and I think a lot of it comes with age I think a lot of it is coming like a coming of age thing as I've gotten older I really don't care as much as I used to and now I don't I don't necessarily put my femininity on on the back of like oh I have to wear makeup or I have to do this if not if then I'm not like feminine like yeah no (laughs) Yeah, that freedom is a part of femininity as as well. Living out exactly. loud how, how it 
Like that's living out loud. I love that. Living out loud. That's a thing. And that's definitely a part of that feminine journey. So I'm so glad that, you know, you, you bring that up because people need to know that Talia, like people need to know that, that femininity looks different for, for everyone. And your journey should not surround anyone, but yourself. Exactly. You do it for yourself, not for anyone else. That's right. So Throughout, um, well, well, in the last year, you've experienced some really tough things and you were vulnerable with us on your TikTok and your Instagram. How did yeah. you conclude that you wanted to share these things with us and like, how have they impacted you moving forward? Yeah. So uh, last year, closing in close to this time last year, at the end of November last year, my dad got sick with COVID, both of my parents did. And then my dad, my mom got better, my dad did not. And he was in the hospital for a month and he passed on Christmas Eve. Um, so the holidays were very, very hard last year. Fast forward to after we buried him in January, laid him to rest, then my grandma passed about two months later, which is his mom. And then his brother passed a month after that. And then our family dog passed. So it was like, back to back to back to back. I mean, it was like life was beating me down every, every month there was something going on. And, uh, and then our dog has been sick. He's sick till this day. And it's just like all this stuff. And I, I thought, you know, I can crumble right now because I have every right to, I have every right to disappear and just grieve and sulk and do whatever the hell I want to do. To be honest, I felt entitled to that. But I said, you know what though? I don't think my dad would want me to do that because my dad believed in me so much. He believed in my dreams. He, even though he, he's, you know, he always wanted me to, to finish school. I was supposed to be a lawyer. Like I went to school, political science. Like I went to school for like nine years, never finished. I have like 20 credits left. I totally could, but eh, anyway, (laughs) school is a scam. Facts. (laughs) Education is not, but the collegiate system is kind of college is a scam. Get your education. You don't have to go to college to yeah. Exactly. So anyway, he believed in my abilities um, of an actress, of a singer, of a performer, an artist. He believed in me so much, and I was like, you know, if I stop now, like I'm, I'm riding this wave right now. Like I do have a loyal following. Like I do have people that are rooting for me. I know there's so many people reached out that they were praying for me and they were praying for my strength. And I honestly pray to God for strength and peace beyond my understanding. And when I tell you I've received, because some days I don't know how I made it through the day, but I did. And every day that I made it every day, every day, every day, it just gave me this confidence. And I was like, you know what? There's probably some people out there. A lot of people actually reached out and told me, Hey, I lost my dad too to COVID or I lost my dad last year and whatever. And I just went on a spiral and I was like, man, I I don't want to go through that. So I did things. I put things in place to not allow myself to go through down a spiral. And I wanted to document it because I thought it'd be cool to look back and always see kind of how far I've come. So I got myself a trainer. I knew that my weight was getting out of control, especially during that month. I gained like 15 pounds in one month from like being so stressed. My dad being in the hospital, I was just emotionally eating. So I got myself a trainer, started like at the beginning of February. I gave myself like that month to kind of grieve and, you know, whatever. Started that. I started working on my back, my scoliosis. I've had all this pain all the time. My weight wasn't helping that. Um, I started getting electrolysis treatments to get rid of my hair because that would help me with my confidence. Yeah. And um, started like 
just doing my passions and just like, I'm going to just start acting. I'm going to just start singing. I'm going to just start posting all this stuff. And I'm going to share my grieving journey because I know there's people out there that are grieving and have no idea what it looks like to just try to be positive during this time. And I think my personality helps with that too. I just have a positive outlook most of the time. And I'm I'm very grateful for that. I think my dad gave me that because my dad was, when I tell you, he was like, a gold he golden retriever energy was my dad like oh my goodness he was the sweetest man on earth and his page he was a pediatrician he loved kids he always was around kids his whole life so he gave me that energy and I think that between him and God like that was the only way (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) to be honest yeah yeah I thought it would be relatable I thought that people could and a lot of people did a lot of people related and and a lot of people do have been looking to me like, man, I'm really proud of you. Like you actually like stayed afloat all year. And like, everyone was waiting for me to just kind of like- I didn't have a choice, baby. When I tell you, I'm the eldest daughter. Do, it. do you see, do you know what it's like to be an eldest? I'm the eldest daughter, my little brother, which is seven years younger. I basically helped raise. And my mom doesn't speak English. She's going, my mom is going through it. She's been, she struggles with mental health. She struggles with, you know, my dad passing away. Obviously that's been a big thing. She, we moved her out to the Dominican Republic. She's out with her family. And I kind of had to hold down the fort back home here. So I had no choice. So what do you do when you don't have any choice, but to be strong? You step up to the plate and you figure out how to do it. But you take care of yourself in the process. That's the thing. I allowed myself days where I didn't want to do anything. I'm like, you know what? These things are going to be there tomorrow. I told everyone I'm really sorry. Not today. Like today is just not one of those days. If you just like, oh, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. You're setting yourself up for you going to flip out soon. And you're not going to expect it. It's going to come out of nowhere. So I don't want to do that. Yeah. Got to take care of yourself. Take a day or three. Girl, take 10 if you need it, if you can, you know? Yeah. Because that's the thing. You you're kind, you were kind of alluding to it, but like, baby, your body will tell you. If okay. you don't want to listen, your body will tell you. A thousand percent. <laughs> and force you to do what it yeah. needs you to do. Like, yep. If you don't do it before it tells you to do it, like then it's going to tell you. And as you get older, your body just... My body wasn't responding as it, as it was, as it did once before. And I was like, yo, like, I really need to take my health seriously. A part of the reason why my dad passed away from COVID was because he was extremely overweight. Um, He had high blood pressure, asthma. I have asthma. I went to the doctor. I've been going to the doctor all year to make sure I'm good with my PCOS. I had abnormal, um, abnormal cells come up, which is a high risk of, you know, cervical cancer. Like I had, my body was like freaking out. It was like, yo, like you need to get it together. So I did. And I'm glad that I did because now everything is good. All my labs came back normal. I was highly stressed. So my, my blood pressure was super high. My cholesterol was high. I was like, so I need to fix my diet. I need to, yeah hone down on my stress levels I need to take care of myself period I don't have a choice I can't pour from an empty cup come on period you can't you can't you did that too you you literally you took yourself you took your health you took your wealth seriously we're we're healed here okay okay period this is the healed podcast we're getting healed I wouldn't be here if I was on here who take their healing seriously. 
Very and that's serious. what you're doing. And the girl, there's so many different elements to healing. Like, I feel like we try to compartmentalize healing, but healing is really a flow and it comprises so many different things. Sometimes, you know, your healing is going to the doctor and hearing that you have high blood pressure and deciding, you know what? Not yeah. me. Mm-mm. Not this. No, exactly. Yep. And I know, and I know that it's hard to go to the, I know it's scary to go to the doctor, especially if you kind of have an inkling that something may be off and it's scary to maybe get a diagnosis or something like that. But I promise you half the battle is knowing what you have going on with you. So you can take the right steps to fix it, whether that's your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, like all you have to know what's going on with you and you have to be in tune with your body. And we know when things aren't right. We do. We just, like you said, we, we hide it from ourselves so well that we think we make ourselves believe, oh, nothing's wrong. I'm young. You tell yourself all the reasons why these things couldn't be happening to you. But early detection in anything is the key to making sure that you can actually heal yourself or get that help that you need to be healed in whatever aspect. And I know, especially like in the Black community, like we do not go to the doctor. <laughs> We'd be scared to go to the doctor and all kinds of stuff, but like you, I, I promise you, therapy, your, your PCP, your regular primary care provider, the chiropractor, get your massages in, go to yoga, do these things. I promise you it helps. Do it. Yes. I, I completely agree. Speaking of yoga, mm-hmm. you've shared your fitness journey with us. How do you maintain that consistency in the gym, honey? Girl, <laughs> listen. At one point is motivation, but then at the end, it has to be your discipline. And I don't do it perfectly at all. I'm not the perfect person to go with. If I tell myself I'm going to work out four times this week and I get like two to three in, I'm like, all right, well, you got two to three in. You'll pet yourself in the back. But. <laughs> right. Positive <laughs> reinforcement. Yes, because it's all about balance. I follow a very, very strict 80-20 balance with everything with my diet and with my exercise i'm actually getting a peloton tomorrow i'm so excited it comes tomorrow because since we moved we moved to the suburbs and the gym membership that we had there ain't one over here so we have a gym equipment outside in the backyard but today a cold front came in i'm literally wearing a freaking scarf so (laughs) it got cold i was like i ain't gonna be out and it's raining i know myself do not set yourself up for failure. That's the biggest thing. Non-negotiables are do not set yourself up for failure. That's the only way I've been able to keep going. Finding ways to conveniently work out and get your health in order. So for me, that looks like getting a Peloton that's going to be in my room so I can wake up and hop on and it's interactive. I can, I feel like I'm with others, even though I'm in the comfort of my home. If I had to go drive somewhere else to go to the gym, I guarantee you I wouldn't do it. Mm. and that's just me some people are used to getting up and driving somewhere to go to the gym that's great I've been in property management or I was for so long and my apartments that I lived at had full-blown state-of-the-art gyms inside of them so I was very used to living and working out in the same place so that for me has become a norm so when I don't have it like that I make excuses and I know I make excuses. So because I know that I make excuses you see you have to know what your toxic traits are yeah I know that's my toxic trait (laughs) No facts. You're, you're telling the truth, girl. I mean, you have to be realistic with yourself and you have to be honest with yourself. 
when you can be honest with yourself, it's easier to be honest with everyone else, right? But when you're honest with yourself and you tell yourself, I know that I will not work out if I don't have it facilitated in this way, make sure that you're in the best position to have it that way. Exactly. If you can, Mm -hmm. if you can make it happen. That's really, it's honestly convenience. And to be honest, I also moved my trainer inside of my home. No, I'm just totally kidding. She is living in my home, but just, you know, she, we're, she, I told her that, you know, she can come and live with us for a few months while she's getting some things in order. Um, and I was like, you know, this is the perfect setup. Like you're going to get me in the best shape of my life. I'm really excited. And she was like, I'm going to slap food out of your hand if I see it. <laughs> Which is fantastic. No, but she, she's really great. She's awesome. She's been a great person to have around because sometimes seeing other people um, live their good habits around you, they don't have to tell you to do it, but because you see them, you're I'll like- be inspired to do it. This jug right here, courtesy of TikTok, by the way. This jug, I've had it filled for the past two months straight since she's been here. Mm drinking my water honey that's why my skin is like yeah popping popping and i wasn't doing that i knew i had to drink my water but i kept seeing her fill up this jug every three hours i was like damn girl you drink a lot of water and she was like why aren't you and i said (laughs) that's all the way together (laughs) she sure did she gathered me real quick i said let me go ahead and get my jugs out real no, quick. You're right. You're right. You're right. I ain't put it down. <laughs> so yeah, just, just convenience, making sure that I have those convenient things around, laying around the house that I can work out, do my thing. Accountability is really important. That's why I got myself a trainer. And then also sharing it online. When you share things online, people keep you accountable. People will comment. Hey, how, this how's this going? Big facts. Big okay. facts. Don't you tell the internet you're about to go do something because somebody, you be surprised. There's some three people like, hey, what's up? Why aren't you posting this? What's going on with that? I'm like, damn, I haven't made it to go. Chill out. (laughs) They will keep you accountable a thousand percent. And will. (laughs) If you need an accountability buddy, they are there. Yep. Just post (laughs) it on. Specifically. (laughs) Somebody will. Somebody's going to remind you real quick. That's a fact. I, I, girl, mm, anyway, that's another conversation (laughs) for another day, but we love the accountability because it keeps us, um, pursuing what we know we deserve to have in our lives. We're going to continue to attract abundance because we took a Mm. chance on ourselves. Yes. Amen. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Amen. So as a content creator, I'm sure you get contacted by brands all the time. For anyone who is interested in developing their content creation strategy and starting to attract those brands and collecting the bag, what do you have to say to and for them? Yes. So what I think that's helped the most with brands is Uh think about the brands that you want to work with ahead of time. If it's a, a brand or something that you like to use a lot of the times, like if it's, it's when it's genuine, it always comes across the best. So if it's a brand that you've been using and you love, start at first, you may have to make some free videos, you know, like, cause you always, when you pitch to them, you want to tell them, Hey, a few weeks ago, I posted that I used your product and I loved it. This is an example of like what I kind of want to bring to the table. Like my followers love this stuff that I use because I genuinely told them, Hey, I bought it with my own coins. Like I believe in this brand. I love this brand. 
Because it XYZ. do hit different when you buy it with your own coins. Okay. So that is the main thing. Being genuinely interested and actually liking the products and the brands that you're wanting to pitch to and work with. And then the other thing is also curating your feed in a way you don't want to be too commercially, but you do want to create high quality content. Um, when you, you know, if you know, if you don't have like the right lighting, it's in the dark, you're kind of like brands don't like that brands want to see you. They want to see their product. They want to see everything be highlighted. So investing in a ring light nowadays, ring lights are not as expensive as it used to be. When I got my first ring light, that thing was like three fifty. Now there's Girl, like, what you have a state of the art one. No, nah, that was years ago. That it was a rinky ding. I still have it. It does nothing. The ring light that I'm in right now, you should see it. I mean, it has all kinds of buttons. I got it for like $115 on Amazon and it's the yeah. same brand. Because the demand is so much higher because there's so yeah. many more people trying to be a creator or trying to create content for whatever. And they need ring lights or lights or whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, high quality content creating. And also if you want to get reposted by brands, check out their pages first and see that the look that they're going for, if they have a certain Ooh, that's a good idea. color niche, like maybe they use a lot of browns and stuff use browns in your posts because they're going to most likely post it to their feed because they're always looking for free um content that they can repost but it has to be high quality and it has to match their vibe so that would be my, my biggest thing to get those brands to look at you you got to emulate their feeds and they have to create high quality content that's a good good tip there that's not what most people would say like pay attention to the color scheme even yeah they're already using that's such a good tip that's such a good tip yeah. for sharing that with us yeah for sure but Absolutely. you're not just a content creator you're also a real estate investor and an airbnb host yes get into doing that and how do we get into doing that because <laughs> okay, that's so where me, the coins are <laughs> okay so let me let me tell you airbnb Okay, so full disclosure, we stopped doing Airbnb. We sold, <gasps> we stole, we sold, we bought a house. We did real estate investing first. We got a house that needed some loving. We flipped it. We, you know, got it looking right. We got furniture in it. We're like, well, let's make it Airbnb. We made an Airbnb every weekend. It was booked, which was great. However, it's a lot of upkeep. You definitely have to, it's, it's almost like a full-time job. Like you have to be available for people. You have to make sure things are stocked. You have to get a cleaning crew. And now there's, there's apps and things. I would definitely recommend the app Tidy. The app mm -hmm. Tidy, they, we use them a lot because it syncs your calendar, the Airbnb calendar into their system. So as soon as you get a booking, they automatically book you a housekeeper that comes right after that person leaves, which is great. Streamline. Fantastic. We love that. However, you have to be available for people. Sometimes people have these weird things that they have going on or and people are just strange. And if you're not wanting to be like constantly talking to people all day long, especially people staying there, I wouldn't recommend. Now, if you like that kind of stuff and you have nothing else to do but sit around and like, you know, talk to people and stuff, mm -hmm. like if you have that kind of schedule that would allow yourself to do that, I would recommend because it is good money. You can definitely make good money. Um, but yeah, it just requires a lot more. Now with real estate investing, that's a whole different thing. Um, we actually are about to build a nice modern house in a really nice area in Dallas. Um, yes. We're pretty excited. 
we got the plans for it today. They're finalized. So now we just got to do the permits and stuff. There's companies that will help you. If you don't have the cash money, there's companies that will help you do it. It's called a hard money lending. Um, if you look up just hard money lending, there's a lot of places around that most of the time you may just need to save up maybe five to $10,000. I mean, you're going to have to save something before you start. That's just a given. Um, my husband and I, we saved like 20,000 before we started, but it took like a whole year and a half to save that because, you know, the pandemic and whatever yeah. else. But once we did that, you know, the companies, they'll give you basically double or triple what you already have. And then you can finance getting the house. And then you use that hard money lending money to flip the house, to put all the nice things in and get contractors and work on the house. And then you sell the house for much more. And then you make that money back, which is fantastic. So there's, there's a lot of ways to do it. But um, my husband, he kind of takes the forefront on that. I'm like, I just picked the colors. And I picked, you know, the feminine, the feminine, you come in and make it beautiful. Yes, like the design. I actually went to interior design school briefly. So like there are certain things that I like to look for and that yeah. I like to add, but I'm not a construction person by any means. <laughs> but if you can get into real estate and invest in some sort of real estate, I would highly recommend. Yes, girl, that is that is definitely a step to go in, like for yeah. sure. Definitely go in that direction. Well, my love, we've got one more question left. And um, it this is an easy question. It's just, how do you celebrate yourself? We ask everyone that, that comes onto the podcast. So tell us, Talia, how do you celebrate yourself? I celebrate myself by, you know what? I think I celebrate myself daily by having a checklist of things that I need to do that I know that I need to do. And it could be something as simple as like, just get up and get ready and just show up. So I think I celebrate myself daily, especially this year with everything that, that I've gone through and everything just by showing up, whether that's getting in front of my computer and looking at some emails or, or whatever, like feeling accomplished and just checking off a few things. And it's just getting up, getting ready, walking my dog, get in front of the computer, create a quick video, do whatever. Like anytime I do when I finalize something, I celebrate that. I'm like, I did that. Okay, I finished that. Let me put that in the drafts. We'll post it later, but I shot it. It's, it's in there. It's good. So just checking daily things off, allowing me to feel like I accomplished something, even if it's a day that I didn't feel like I did a lot. But just checking off that one or two things makes me like helps me celebrate myself. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That's gonna that's gonna bless somebody what you just said. Celebrate yeah. the little things that you accomplish throughout your day. The little things you don't have to. It doesn't have to be a huge accomplishment. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to cure world hunger today. I know Elon Musk is trying to but anyway, that's a different thing. <laughs> With the UN He's trying to give him $6 billion. <laughs> You ain't got to do that. You ain't Elon Musk, okay, honey? Right. You Talia today. And so Talia, she going to check off that she made. I make my coffee every day. Every day that I wake up and make my coffee, I'm like, oh, yes, I made that coffee. I'm good for the day. Yeah. No, but then I do things, but the little things. <laughs> but you, the best part of waking up. <laughs> oh, juice in your cup. Except I use Cafe Bustelo, but anyway. <laughs> It's strong coffee. I need that strong black coffee. Yes. Yeah. Do you drink your coffee black? I do drink it black. I'll do a little creamer for kicks and giggles here and there, but it'll be um, almond milk and oat milk based because I try not to do a lot of dairy, but I like it black. 
Mm. Just like just like my husband. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, purr. We love black men. He light skin, but anyway, he's still black. <laughs> but he black. <laughs> Lightly melanated. Where can everyone find you online? Yes. So on TikTok, I'm just Talia LeBlanc, just my first and my last name. I'm sure she will write it somewhere. Yes. And then, <laughs> and then on Instagram, I'm Talia M. LeBlanc. Someone took my name on there, but it's fine. It's my middle initial. But yeah, Talia LeBlanc or Talia M. LeBlanc is where you can find me on socials. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Talia. And if you are not following the Hilt podcast, what are you doing, sis? Go Honestly. And head over to Instagram and follow us on Instagram, the Hilt podcast. We also have a TikTok, the Hilt podcast on TikTok. So yes, friends, go ahead and follow us over there. Uh, we appreciate you so much for listening in to our show. We couldn't do this without you. But in the meantime, my loves, stay awesome and stay healing.